Hello, you're listening to the Hosanna Houston podcast. Hosanna Houston is a church for all people, transforming lives through love and generosity. Here, we revisit Sunday sermons from Pastor Edwin Guerra. Let it be your spirit in this place and nothing else, Jesus. Speak to each and every one of us. Let us take this word, Father God, and apply it to our lives. To you be the glory, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Welcome. If you are watching us online, welcome this morning. And to you guys that are here, we're going to continue our last week of the series Return. And this is part four. And if you guys remember last week, we touched on Matthew chapter 25 at the end of the message. And I remember saying that hopefully you this week, you were going to get a chance to read all of Matthew 24 and all of Matthew 25. And so I don't know how good it went with you, but I hope that even if you didn't read Matthew 24 or Matthew 25, you got to read the Bible this week, amen? Because without the Word of God in our lives, we are simply just playing games, amen? So we need to understand that this is essential. This is the key to everything that we can do. So I hope you did read Matthew 24, 25. We're going to touch a little bit of Matthew 25 today. If you guys remember... Uh, we talked about what Jesus was saying about the ten virgins or ten uh, bridesmaids in the story that he begins to tell. And they were assigned to, the, to welcome the bridegroom, right, when he came back to the feast and, uh, uh, and be with his bride. So they were to welcome him back. So open your Bible in the book of Matthew. Go to chapter 25. We're going to start in verse 5. We're going to go through verse 5, 6 all the way to verse 10, to start off. And he says in verse 5, when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So I want you to highlight there in that first verse in your mind, in your heart, or actual paper there in your Bible, the part that it says, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So they all went to sleep. Not just five, but all ten fell asleep. And it says at midnight, they were roused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. So again, last week we touched on they all had a job to do, you know, and then they all fell asleep and now they're being awakened. They said, hey, he's coming. Come out and meet him. Verse 7, all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Verse 8, then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. Verse 9, but the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourself. Verse 10, but while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those 
who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. And the door was locked. Five of them, five of them took this seriously. Five of them stayed ready. The five careless didn't make it. They had to scramble in the middle of the night and try to go and get the oil that they needed to be ready. The last minute, they understand that it's too late to get in. Now read with me verse 11 right there where we are. Matthew 25. And it says, Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, verse 12, I don't know you. Verse 13, so you, you too must keep watch. For you do not know when the day or the hour of my return. You don't know the day or hour of my return. So this is Jesus now saying to everyone, be ready. For the last three weeks, we've been talking about Jesus is coming. Jesus is returning. The first couple of weeks, we looked at us coming back towards him and returning to a relationship, a right relationship with him. And now we're seeing what happens when those who are not ready are surprised by the groom's coming. They shouted, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. And he called back and said, believe me, I don't know you. Please hear this carefully. And the point here is to watch is the following. The point is, is not that uh, you stay awake through the night waiting. Because it says, and we read, that they all fell asleep, right? That's not the point, that you stay awake. The whole time. But what matters here is to be spiritually alert. That you are awake to your calling. That you are awake to the calling that God has placed in your life. That you are awake to Jesus. And that you are in right relationship with him. So you are expecting him to return. Even though, just like the others, you fell asleep, your heart, your spirit, your life, the way you do life, it's ready for his return. Last week, I said one of the prayers and the prayer that we should be calling out is, Lord, return. Lord, come back for your church. Stay spiritually awake. Stay spiritually alive and alert. Because if we treat the Lord like this is unimportant, 
And you, like these foolish bridesmaids, will not enter into the feast as well. You won't enter salvation if your hearts are not ready. If you see verse 12, he goes back and he says, Believe me, I don't know you. I don't know you. What horrifying words by Jesus. To hear this, I don't know you from Jesus, is not anything to be taken lightly. It means eternal separation from God and yourself to hear, I don't know you. So the call today is for us to be awakened and spiritually alert to the calling that God has placed in our lives to be filled with his presence, with that oil. Remember the following. It is not as important that you know Jesus, but it is more important that Jesus knows you. Let me give you an example. If you go to the ambassador's house and you start knocking on the house, it's me, ambassador. Open the door. And then the guard comes and, and he's there at the front. And you say, hey, I know the guy. I know the ambassador. Open the door, please. You think it's going to matter that you're saying all that? Or it's going to matter more that the ambassador says, oh, yes, I know him. Let him in. It's going to matter that he knows you. So the same with Jesus. It's going to matter that one day he sees you and he knows you. How do we know this? How do we show that we know him? And it's the way we love him. Look at what 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3 says, but whoever, but whoever loves God is known by God. You see, it's not enough just to say, Lord, Lord. It's not enough just to do miracles in his name. It's not enough just to stand here and preach the gospel. It's not enough just to come to the front and pray a prayer and cry the tears. It's not enough. We have to love him because the Bible says that whoever loves God is known by God. And what does it mean to love God? Thank you for asking. If you love him, you will do as he says, period. No questions asked. If you love God, you will do what he says. He is king of you. He is king of us. He is king of everything. To love God is to be known by God. To love God, it will show in the way we live out our days. Now, go with me to the book of Matthew again and go back to chapter 7, please. You're going to read a few verses there. I'm 100% sure if you've been a Bible-believing Christian, you've heard these verses before. Verse 21 
to 23, and it says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. What a terrifying thought. Not everyone who calls me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Whose will? The will of uh, this uh, denomination, the will of this church, the will of this leader. No, the will of my Father, the will of God in your life. And it says, verse 22, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed very, very, uh, many miracles in your name. And verse 23, he replies and it says, but I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. I hope you're understanding this, how serious this is, because this is not just about feeling good and your life being the best that it can be. This is about you recognizing the need for a Savior, and now you can see that all you need to focus on is to love God with all that you are, to pursue him with all that you are because the goal here is to do my father's will, he says. The will of God is the goal here because those who do not do the will of God break God's law. And for those who break God's law, the word is terrifying. I don't know you. I never knew you means I don't recognize you as my disciple. I don't acknowledge you as a follower of mine. You're a spiritual stranger to me. That's what it means. I don't know you. The best example that we can look at is Judas. He hung out with Jesus for three years. Prayed all the prayers, sang all the songs, barbecued all the fish. Hung out for three years with Jesus. Did miracles, prayed for people, they got healed. For three years, he casted out demons. Everything everyone else was doing. But in the end, he was driven by love for money. Not the love of Jesus. And you can reference that in that's on John 12. He's called a thief. He was excluded at the end of times to be in eternity with Jesus. Because his heart was not pure for God. He had an agenda, a hidden agenda. He had things that were more important 
than even being with Jesus, even being uh, in flesh and bones with him, walking with him. Maybe even joking around with him. He was with him, and yet he did not know the Lord. Now, if we go back to the parable that Jesus was saying about the ten bridesmaids, the five foolish ones came too late to the feast. They were too late. They cried out, Lord, Lord, please open, open the door to us. And those terrifying words, truly I say to you, I don't know you. I don't see the marks of faithfulness uh, and love from you towards me. Because you couldn't stay ready. You couldn't persevere to the end. We live in times that are, are horrifying. Are horrified because there's subtle things that people are doing that are drawing them far, far, far from God. There's a distinction in those who God chooses and those who belong to him. And there's a mark in them. And it's one of obedience and one of faithfulness. And one of perseverance. And one that endures. And one that gets down but gets up because they know that God is sovereign and he has all things in his hands and under his power and control. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 says, But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are his. Does he know you? And then it says, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. So if you know the Lord, I'm not standing here telling you live a perfect life because I would be a hypocrite if I said that to you. I'm standing here telling you if you love the Lord, you will persevere. You will endure. You will search out holiness on a daily basis where you will struggle with the thought of not loving God enough. Do you struggle with that thought? Does that even come across your mind during the day? I don't love him enough. Is that even in our thinking? The Lord knows those who are his. And all who belong to the Lord must turn from evil. Those who hear the word and don't like it, it's because they are lovers of themselves and lovers of this world. But those who belong to God will hear the word and run towards him. Because they belong to Jesus. So when you hear the word of God and you read the word of God and you at home spend time in the scriptures, 
When you do this, it will open your heart and let you see how horrible we are as people. And it makes us run to him for forgiveness. This is what Jesus was saying to the five foolish bridesmen. I don't see in you a life of evidence. I don't see of you a life that loves me. I don't see of you a life that is departing from evil. I don't see in you a life that belongs to me. So therefore, I don't know you. And that's the message for us today. If you love God, then he will know you. Then he will know you. And Jesus ends the parable by saying in verse 13, he says, So you too must keep watch. How do you and I keep watch in these days for the coming of Jesus? How do we stay alert? We stay on our knees. We pray. We stay connected through the Holy Spirit and Scripture to the Father. We search out truth that is truly what we need so that we can live out these days honoring him. And in our wobbling, in our faults, in our slippings, in our sins, please hear this out. He is more than able. He is more than faithful to lift you up because you love him. Because you persevere, because you're enduring, because you're not giving up, because you're not saying, I can't do this, because none of us can. But he was able on that cross. That is our hope. That is our hope. So stay alert. Keep persevering. Keep striving for holiness, for faithfulness. Keep seeing God, seeing his word as worthy in your life. Isn't he worthy of your time? Isn't he worthy of your time focused? An hour, two hours, however you want to do it. But something during this week, besides a meeting that we have every Sunday, isn't he worth it? Do not slip into a world, into a love for this world. Do not slip into a love for yourself. Because if you do, and if I do, the I don't know you words are terrifying to hear. I'll finish with this. Go back to Matthew 7. Real quick, I'm going to read verse 24 all the way to 27. We know Jesus is coming back. We know he's returning. We know he's going to come back for his church. This is you and me. Verse 24, Matthew 7 says, Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it, uh, it is wise, and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. 
Though the rain comes in, tor- in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Verse 26, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. Verse 27, when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So he's saying the storms and the winds and the waves will come into your life. I'm sorry that your life is not all that you thought it would be. We've all had difficult times. We've all had unexpected things that nobody wants. Nobody wishes on other people. But I'm here to tell you it's not about you and your life. And how good you have it or how bad you have it. It is about Jesus. And that you are surrendering whatever your life looks like completely to him. And we, when we are able to do that, please hear this out. When you are able to surrender a good life or a bad life, it doesn't matter. When you are able to surrender your life completely to God, then you can truly begin to start seeing him be alive in you and start seeing how much, how much and how undeserving his love is towards us because we see our state we see our own condition as unworthy and we see him as holy 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 and he allows us and he calls us his own and he calls us into his family even though you and I don't deserve it he calls us in Please remember this. The Bible is not just any book. It is a book to be obeyed. It is a book through which it is the book through which God spoke to his creation. And these are not burdensome uh, words from God, but they are words of eternal worth for your life. They are words that can transform everything in your life. They are powerful enough to change the worst circumstance. And the last verse I'm reading is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. And it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Listen, those who don't love this word don't love God because this word shows us what's wrong in our lives. And when we can see what's wrong in our lives, then we can understand how much he has done for you and for me undeservingly. And he says it corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. If you love him, you will obey him. If you love him, he will know you. And verse 17 says God uses it to to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The word of God is what you and I need today. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Osana Houston podcast. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to email us at info at osanahouston.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Osana Houston. If you would like to donate, visit our website, osanahouston.org.